You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Yesterday, we had evidence of why so many new Canadians are angry about the migrants and asylum seekers coming into the country at irregular crossings. So yesterday at noon, the government opened its online lottery system to allow people to apply to bring their parents and grandparents to live here in Canada. Just 11 minutes later, the department tweeted that the applications received had met the annual limit and the form had been closed to new applicants. 11 minutes. As you can imagine, this set off a firestorm of criticism. One tweet read, Terrible. I had four different computers available for this. By the time I submitted the application, it said that the forms were closed. That was what happened right now. Let's go to immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon and one of Giddy's clients, uh, Bruce Rayfuse. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Hello? Uh, yes, yes, you are. Okay. And Giddy, hello. Hi, how are you? Libby? Fine. So, uh, 11 minutes. Uh, just tell me what your experience of this was. Well, it wasn't 11 minutes. We were already getting uh, rejections at eight, uh, eight minutes after 12. Uh, this is something that we've been preparing now for several weeks. Uh, we had 21 people at 21 computers. Um, we all were on a, a conference call together so that if one encountered any difficulties, the others were, would be able to immediately uh, assist them. Um, we had no computer issues, no connection issues, uh, and they were at their computers by 11.50, and everyone was refreshing their screens uh, from just a couple minutes before noon so that the second that the link worked, uh, they were ready to input the uh, client that they were assigned. Um, and uh, we we had a, a person um, supervising the whole thing. Uh, by 12.08, we were starting to get um, uh, information that we couldn't uh, process anymore. So of the 21 applications uh, that we were running at the simultaneously, only five were approved. We couldn't get in any more than that. And of course, many, many clients are very upset at this whole, uh, at this whole thing. Now, uh, let me just for the, for the, the, the technical aspect of this, do you have a filled out form that's ready to go or do you have to fill it out when it, when it opens? No, what we did is we were aware of the information that we would require from each sponsor. So each one had, was placed on a single sheet in big, bold letters. Uh, in a particular orders uh, in a particular order uh we were required to upload a document uh for uh um uh, ID document so all those were pre uh, uh pre-uploaded uh to our server and so all that that one person had to do the second 12 o'clock hit was to transfer the information onto the form upload the one document that we had already scanned and push send um, and we were typing as quickly as we could. Uh, we have a very fast fiber connection at our office. Um, and, uh, you know, our experience, um, I hate to say, is better than the experience of many of my fellow practitioners who also tried to do the best they could with whatever resources they had. Some scored absolutely none. They, they just got zero um, uh, through. So we're relatively lucky 
Uh, but the average guy who tried to do this on his own, uh, unfortunately, his chances, his or her chances would have been much, much, much worse. I was just going to say that's somebody who's hired a lawyer to do this, which is, you know, I'd like to bring your client in, Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Hello. Uh, so what's your situation? Um, how long you've been in Canada? Where are you from? And who, who would you like to bring over? Uh, sure, I'll give you the background. Well, I've been in Canada all my life. I'm a fifth-generation Canadian, and my uh, my wife, it's my uh, mother-in-law that uh, we are looking to uh, to bring in. She's actually already here in Canada as we speak on a uh, visitor visa. We've applied for a super visa as well. But um, what we have looked for is to, to bring her in. Um, she has uh, three grandchildren that are here, that are Canadian citizens, just like and where's she uh, from? my wife. And she's from the Ukraine. Okay. And, and has no family, uh, no ties in that left in the, in the Ukraine. Her husband died several years ago. So her family is here in Canada. Um, we're more than uh, willing and, and financially able to, uh, to look after her. We do now. We have her. She's in great health. 76-year-old, very vibrant individual, um, and uh, would be just an outstanding, you know, Canadian citizen or landed immigrant. And uh, uh, it's not a case of the government ever looking to have to support her. Um, We're more than prepared. We do now, as I mentioned. uh, We have bought insurance as well, and uh, we hired a firm because, uh, quite frankly, we felt that this is the way to do it. Let's hire what we felt was, uh, you know, the best uh, immigration firm to uh, uh, to help our cause. And uh, I got to admit, yesterday I was just uh, astounded. You know, I am not going to be sitting by a computer. I, I run a multinational company here in Canada, and uh, I got other things to do. So I've learned before, hire, hire good people, and uh, that's what we felt we did. And... Um, we're certainly extremely frustrated. And did your, I'm gathering your application did not get through, not one of the lucky five? Uh, we were apparently, no, I guess uh, I'm glad I wasn't at the casino because we didn't win. Um, we were not one of the so-called lucky five of the 21. And, um, uh, you know, that's uh, that's very discouraging, to say the least. Okay. Um, Giddy, uh, before we take a break and... Uh, I, I just so there are twenty thousand. They accepted twenty seven thousand applications. Of the twenty seven thousand, what's the process, and how many will be actually allowed to come here? Only twenty thousand of those twenty seven thousand. They're assuming that of the twenty seven thousand that they've uh, they're going to extend invitations to, only twenty thousand. Uh, will actually meet the eligibility criteria. So even if you got in yesterday, doesn't mean that you're going to get your parents here. Uh, there is going to be a filtering out system. Um, it, it's uh, it, it's just unfortunate because uh, the demand uh, far exceeds the supply of, of visas. And um, I think the Canadian government doesn't really understand that this is not really about foreigners. It's about Canadian citizens, people who are here who we give them the right to sponsor their parents because that's what we have as, a, as Canadians. We have that right in law. 
and unfortunately they they can't exercise that right even though they're willing uh, to take on all the financial responsibilities because of you know the, the shenanigans that they put us through in order to get an application uh, in, in, into the pipe. It's just uh, it's, it's very very frustrating. I, I I agree with Bruce. We did absolutely everything that we could. We had training sessions. We went through it. Uh, we had two training sessions. Sounds complicated. Uh, it just just you know, and what bothers me, I mean, obviously it bothers me as a professional because this is not what I went to law school for, you know, to basically sit there and, and type as quickly as uh, as I can have my staff ta- uh, type. Um, the, the the frustrating thing really is for those people who are the average kind of guys who they took the, the, the whole day off work yesterday just so that they can be at their computer. And quite frankly, they were nowhere near as prepared as we were. And they didn't even have a chance. The second that they went on, the whole show was over. And they lost a day of work because of it. Yeah, okay. We really got to take a break. I really want to continue this uh, conversation. Uh, and uh, Giddy, when we come back, I'm, I want to get a sense of actually how many people are there in this country who want to bring, you know, mom or grandma over uh, and can and uh, uh, just uh, your opinion on this, the uh, system. Uh, Bruce, thank you very much for telling us your story. Um, I think we're probably going to talk to another client on the other side of the break. Bruce, and best of luck to you. Thank you. Um, we were hoping it wouldn't be a uh, just a crapshoot, uh, but uh, apparently that's the way our system works. Okay, and people, uh, if you've encountered this situation, feel free to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we will be right back with Giddy Madman and another client when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking to immigration lawyer Giddy Mammon about the difficulty of even getting into the lottery to sponsor parents and grandparents who want to come and live with their Canadian citizen children. Uh, we also have one of Giddy's clients, Salam Al-Hashi. Hello there. Yes, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good. Okay, first of all, let's start with you. Um, how long have you been in Canada? Where are you from and who are you trying to bring? So I've been here since uh, 2005. Mm-hmm. I've uh, come from Yemen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, currently uh, a war zone uh, in the Middle East. I've been trying to rigorously to bring my father and mother for the last three years. And every year, um, I guess, wasn't lucky enough and hoped for this year because the lottery system is out of the way that I will have a better chance, especially with uh, uh, dealing uh, with the firm as such, uh, with uh, GD and uh, Duria. And uh, been a client with them for a little over six, seven years. I've had a lot of success. This was just a frustrating uh, process. Um, and uh, I was livid yesterday. I, I just couldn't believe what, uh, how the process went through and uh, what, uh, how challenging it is. I am a Canadian citizen. As well, I was going to ask. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And I have uh, three wonderful uh, children, a uh, boy and two girls, king family, I guess. And uh, they need to be uh, united with their, you know, grandmother, grandfather. Um, like I said, more of um, more of uh, importance for in my case because of the condition in the in in the country uh, now in the Middle East and uh, so I really I am worried 
and concerned, and I need uh, to bring them on to uh, to to connect with uh, my family and uh, willing to take every financial burden or every uh, um, token that will come in my way. Okay, uh, so Giddy, uh, how many people would you say uh, in Canada actually are in this position of we know that there are 20,000 spots a year, but how many people do you think actually have family that they want to bring over? Uh, well, that's a big question. What I can tell you is that over 100,000 tried to get through yesterday. Uh, that's only the people who believe they qualified and were able to uh, participate yesterday at around noon. Now, how many? Uh, you know, we're a country of immigrants, uh, so a lot of us are new to this country, that we weren't born here, and so many of those people would like to bring their parents, but maybe they don't have the income that they need to bring their parents, uh, or maybe their parents are, um, are medically inadmissible to Canada. They're suffering from some sort of medical condition which would screen them out. So I'm not really sure, but I would imagine it would be uh, many, many hundreds of thousands, if not uh, the low millions, who would probably want to bring their parents. Of course, we, we can't bring them all. Uh, we only accept about, uh, you know, uh, in, in recent years, about 250,000 immigrants a year. Now it's more around 300,000 area. Um, and, uh, you know, we typically have been accepting about 18,000, 19,000 per year. Uh, so I, I Obviously, acknowledge we can't bring everybody, but there, the demand far, far exceeds the supply of visas. I'm remembering way, way back that family reunification was supposed to be a, a priority. Oh, it's still a cornerstone of Canadian immigration policy. If you look at IRPA, the Immigration Refugee Protection Act, it's right there. The family reunification is a very high priority. But at the same time, we have the economic class, we have refugees, we have humanitarian cases, we have investors. Um, so... Uh, you have to carve up that pie somehow, and the number uh, of parents and grandparents that we accept is roughly somewhere between 5 to 7% of our annual intake is dedicated to parents and grandparents. Now, I can see why people trying to bring their family over and, and take on all the financial burden would be really uh, angry about uh, migrants coming, coming in irregularly. What is your experience of that? Well, this is a discussion that I'm having uh, constantly. You know, people are saying, uh, you know, look, I'm a Canadian citizen. You know, we're supposed to be able to bring our parents. Uh, I'm a taxpayer. I've proven my ability to contribute. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe one of the parents has passed away. Now the, 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 the other surviving parent is all alone, nobody to help them, nobody to look after them. Uh, and they say, uh, you know, they look at the, they turn on the TV and they just see people just literally walking into the country with, with exceptional ease. And they're saying, how can that possibly be? And it's a good question. It's very difficult because in Canada, we, you know, we're raised on the idea of law and order, and there's a, a system and a process, and they're trying to participate in this process, uh, even when the process is insane, like the process that we had yesterday. And what uh, would you, so what would be a reasonable process. Uh, when did this online thing start? This is the first year we've had to do it this way. This is, listen, they've, in the last few years, they've tried different things. 
this is uh, just about as bad as it was a few years ago when people, we had to hire couriers, professional <laughs> couriers, to stand in line at 2 o'clock in the morning on the day that the program uh, opened up in, in, in wintertime. And really, uh, you know, it, it was crazy because we had to pay exorbitant amounts of money to have couriers just standing there all night. And the average client can't afford to do that. So we had a preferential uh, position because we had amassed a group and we could afford to do that when uh, many individual clients could not do that. And the same process here this year. What they need to do is if they cannot accept everybody, they have to have an entry system where everybody has a fair share, a fair chance. So they could have left this thing open for a week. And for example, they may have had 100,000 uh, people in the pile and then they could have picked their 15, 20, 25,000 uh, from that. And at least that would have been more fair. You know, uh, uh, but yesterday, uh, a lot of work, a lot more people to go through 100,000 applications. Well, no, they would do that randomly, right? They would just say, you know, they would just like, uh, you know, just pull it out of the hat. And they say, okay, of these these 20,000, which were randomly selected from this electronic pool, are going to be sent invitations to apply. Um, and then the other 80,000 will just be on the shelf. And when they've met their quota, if they haven't met their quota from the 20,000, they would draw, let's say, another 4,000 randomly uh, and let them apply until they meet their quota. But here, you had to be a technical wizard right away, you know, refreshing, refreshing your screen at precisely 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time yesterday. And, uh, you know, there are people who work. They would have been happy to do this, uh, you know, if they, uh, you know, if they could have been given a little bit more of an opportunity. Even if they would have kept it open for 24 hours, that would have been sufficient. And then they just draw from whoever were able to do it. Uh, Solemn, so uh, you're trying trying again next year? Where are you at? I'm trying hard. Like I said, I've been rigorously uh, working on this uh, with uh, D- Doria and JD for the last few years and uh, not going anywhere. It's extremely frustrating, especially in my case. It's a different ball of game because, uh, like I said, of the parameter now the family is in, it's uh, it's really challenging and extremely worrying uh, for myself. They are healthy uh, parents and uh, we have all the financial means, so uh, I don't know how to, uh, what, what, what can, what can else I do on this regard? Uh, Giddy, uh any indication, uh, I don't know if this is going to come up in question period today, but uh, have you tried to, you know, um, tell uh, the government this, the immigration minister? Uh, why don't you um, t- tell us about well, that? For sure. Last you know, I, I've, I've spoken about this on my uh, on my Twitter feed. Um, we have been discussing this amongst lawyers uh, on our listserv through the Canadian Bar Association and the Refugee Lawyers Association. Uh, we've been sharing experiences over the last 24 hours. There seem to be some anomalies. There are some law firms that couldn't even get on for some reason. It seemed like it wasn't letting everybody onto the system. By the time they figured that out, they were already they had no hope. They had no chance. Some people suggest that if you applied in the French language, the applications were more successful. I can't vouch for that because we we ran all of ours in in English. Uh, but that's, that's uh, a good and there's, tip. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple law firms talking about uh, some litigation because the process uh, just uh, was simply unfair to many people. Hmm, that's that's interesting. I know sometimes when I'm, you know, there's a lineup at a call center or something, right. you just hit hit French, and it'll go faster. Right. That's right. 
Um, yeah, a lawsuit. Well, um, I guess uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's something you're all qualified to do. Launch a lawsuit. Uh, any any indication that the government is listening? A hundred percent, they're listening. They're hearing. Uh, you know, the the number of uh, responses to the announcement on the on the uh, Immigration Department's Twitter feed at 12.11 yesterday got thousands of blisteringly uh, critical um, uh, comments. So they're for sure hearing us, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, if it's a real issue at question period. Uh, the issue is what are they going to do? They have a plan for the year uh, of how many they want to accept. Um, and this is how they've chosen to seek out the, the, those, those people who are going to apply. So it's hard to, know, it's hard to figure out what they're going to do to fix it for this year. You know, next year is always next year. But uh, like, like you heard our clients say, you know, it's, it, it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. And any any indication of the the twenty thousand people who got through? So you got five, but were they people who were um, people who were going through law firms uh, or people uh, applying on their own? Any any indication of uh, you know who the lucky ones were? Well, uh, anecdotally, uh, you know, I, I went through some of the comments online that uh, people were were trying to get on. Some of them were professionals, lawyers, and consultants, and some of the people were just, you know, individuals. Um, the vast majority of the individual comments that I saw uh, were very uh, uh, were very troublesome. Uh, it didn't look like they had really much of an opportunity to compete with a professional law firm or consulting firm. Um, it, uh, unfortunately, you know, that's, that's the way this thing shook out. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of clients uh, who are sponsors whose English may not be perfect, who are not so technical, technologically advanced, who are more than capable of supporting their parents, uh, but they're just not, you know, as keen on, uh, you know, uh, of, uh, they're not as sharp on the computers as maybe a professional, uh, uh immigration paralegal, et cetera. Um. Uh, but they just didn't have much of a chance at all. Okay, well, I, I mean, I think that uh, the thing that's coming through loud and clear is that, that people want the process to be fair. Right. And yeah. it ought to be fair. They, they have to level the playing field. Uh, admittedly, we have an advantage over, uh, uh, over the, the, the common person who's trying to do this on their own. Uh, but that's what we're, we're we're being paid to do. We're, we're we're being paid to try to get their parents through, and of course, that's going to be at the expense of somebody who's not as prepared as we are. And that that doesn't make me feel very good. But that's just the way it is. Uh, the government, I think, needs to, uh, if they're going to do this uh, this system again next year, they have to leave it open, at least for 24 hours. Doesn't matter how many. Even if they get a million applications, they just draw as many as they need randomly, 20,000 or 25,000, whatever they need. At least everybody gets a fair share, oh, okay. uh, a fair opportunity. Okay, we have to leave it there. We are out of time. Thank you so much to Pleasure. Salam Owaheshi and Giddy Mammon. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 